0: You guys ready?
1: Yep. Let's do it.
0: Man, COVID is running rampant in the NBA. Anthony Davis gets hurt and Kyrie Irving is back. Sort of. I'm Rosa Panta. This is the Clinic All-NBA Podcast. I have the two hooligans with me. JJ, how you living, my friend?
1: Merry Christmas, you filthy animals.
0: (laughs) Merry Christmas. Sammy, how you living?
2: And a happy new year. I'm good. (laughs)
0: very nice (laughs) and you know the Chicago Bulls defeated the LA Lakers in Chicago 115-110 to Um, JJ what did you think of this game
1: it was a great game very dramatic the Lakers actually had the lead with over a minute left shot by uh, Westbrook and DeRozan had the ball took a jumper and LeBron blocked it but guess what the play didn't end. DeRozan got the ball back and shot the J over LeBron. Oh. Special shout out to our boy, John. Can't defend his homie, LeBron, or the Lakers. <laughs> and unfortunately, to the Lakers, they lost. Which was a huge loss for them.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I agree. Sammy! So the Washington Wizards topped the Utah Jazz on the road 109-103 to snap a four-game losing streak. What did you think of this game?
2: A uh, surprising result. Jazz had been playing very well, and Washington has been falling off a little since that hot start. Beal carried the team tonight. He had 37 points, or excuse me, a couple nights ago when this game took place. He had 37 in this game. And late in the game, they were up 105-103, Washington was. And then Raul Neto, who is the backup point guard, I believe, beat out Donovan Mitchell on a jump ball, and KCP hit it through with 11 seconds left, which is basically what iced the game. So big performance Uh, on the Jazz side. We saw what happens when Mike Conley, who is obviously not the main star on that team anymore, but is still integral to them. He was out tonight, and Mitchell commented after the game that they played way too much iso ball, and you could see the difference without Conley there. So interesting thing to keep track of because his health isn't what it used to be. They've been resting him on back-to-backs we'll see if the splits uh, reflect tonight's result or that game's result
0: yeah i mean that was a big win for the washington wizards wizards and the Cavs beat a very short-handed bucks team for their sixth straight win i unfortunately picked the, the Cavs or the bucks to win this game but they were without Giannis and tete cupo uh, Middleton and Holiday, among others, we got the Magic beat the G leaguer Nets in Brooklyn in what surely is actually a most like one of the most surprising wins this year. In hindsight, getting to the, I guess the bulk of the news here, the Brooklyn Nets are deciding to bring back Kyrie Irving part time following controversy over his vaccination status. Basically, he's going to be able to play in road games after he was pro- prohibited from playing. In the season, due to his refusal to reply with New York City vaccination mandates. What do you guys think of this news? Gotcha!
2: I think that the Nets are obviously getting desperate. They've had, as we're gonna get into later, a huge COVID outbreak on the team. I believe currently 10 players are in the protocols. Hey, hey, hey. And clearly, they figured they've got this guy on the bench, they're paying him $40 million. They're just gonna take the mm. risk of having a part time player on the team to see if he can help out. Obviously, the great irony of this is that he was getting ready to re-enter the team and went straight to the COVID protocols. Bruh. So we'll see when he's back, but it just sounds like they're doing whatever they can to to win at this point. And they're kind of going back on what they said initially, but we'll see if it works out. So, Jun, can you
1: tell the listeners what their GM yeah. told the press?
0: Joe Sai, he said, my only religion... Is to win games and win the championship
1: yeah i thought that was pretty funny since you know a few months back ago and sammy even dropped this he was all about health following the safety protocol making sure that we need to have everyone feel comfortable in barclays right. it's not a now he's all about winning which is cool i'm not gonna hate for him for that but I do think it's funny that this multi-millionaire is all about winning all of a sudden instead of health. I hate when people flip-flop. I love when organizations are very transparent, they have their ways, and they never cave in on the players. Perfect examples, the Heat and the Spurs. The Heat, they're always described as militant. This is their way, this is how they do it. Spurs, very same way, you have Coach Pop, you're either with the program, or you could get the hell out. Get the fuck with the Brooklyn out! Nets, they're always trying to play catch-up <laughs> with their older, prettier sister that's out of her prime, the New York Knicks. <laughs> Let's just be honest. They're always trying to play catch-up, and hey, I don't blame them. Their window is now. Their window is to win this championship while you can. And I thought that it was pretty funny that they did it right when we talked about the trade window opening. Coincidentally, number one. Yeah. Right? And I also think it's funny, and I'll ask you guys about this further in detail. Do you think it's kind of weird that James Harden didn't sign his extension?
2: Yes. and.
1: Like, what would be the strategy not signing it, Sammy, right now?
2: It's, it's interesting because the whole time that this season has gone on with Brooklyn, doesn't it feel like there's just something under the surface that is just not quite being discussed? Like, they don't seem harmonious. They seem like they're getting along on the surface, but that things could blow up at any minute, which Kyrie probably relates to in a major way. But especially Harden looks like he lost his step this year. You would figure he'd want to secure that last major contract and take care of himself, you know? But I think going back also to your other point about teams and their styles, particularly the Heat and the Spurs, you notice too the types of players both those teams signed or drafted. Tim Duncan is perfect for that, right? Jimmy Butler's the same way. He's very hard-nosed in that way. As talented as KD is and as much as we've joked around about him, clearly he needs to be catered to a little bit. Harden does too. Kyrie on a whole other level needs to be catered to. (laughs) <laughs> so this is a team where the players are clearly controlling and I'm not faulting the Nets for that. I mean, I'm a Clippers fan. Kawhi clearly controls what goes on in that building. I'm not I'm not even trying to put on a front.
0: Hey, hey, hey.
2: But it is interesting the types of players that end up with certain organizations and what kind of concessions they'll make. And I think this falls in that line, too. So we'll see. Your, your point about the trade deadline is also interesting, too. I, I really wonder if out of the blue we're going to get these so-called shocking but not really trade of Kyrie to someplace with no vaccine mandates but I guess we'll see
0: like are we really surprised that the Brooklyn Nets with Kyrie Irving James Harden and KD at some point in the season they don't look like they're truly getting along I mean they're all so wishy-washy right like they don't have the best reputations with like, teammates, like 100... They're not like Steph Curry, right? Where everyone loves Steph Curry. Everyone loves Andre Iguodala. Or everyone loves, like, Luka Doncic. Or the personality of Giannis Antetokounmpo, right? You don't hear those things about those three because they're so inconsistent. They wax and wane there is no bathroom. With, your, with their emotions. That's just who they are, you know? I'm not talking crap or anything like that. That's just the type of people that they are. And what JJ was saying about James Harden not signing that contract, I almost... Because he has a player option, right? He has a player option for 2022. He does. So does Kyrie. So what it makes me think is that maybe that there's some sort of behind the scenes wink wink thing with Kevin Durant where it's like, hey, like we need to make sure that this money works, but we also don't know what Kyrie Irving is going to do or if he's going to get chipped off. So maybe we should hold off on these contracts until we know for sure what we could afford. Is, do you guys sort of feel the same way about holding off on contracts like that?
1: I don't know, man. Like, I was just gonna say that. If I were their teammates, I would be pretty upset. You have this guy that doesn't come into work. Sometimes he calls in sick. Then you gotta cover for his ass. And now he's gonna show up to all the fun trips on away games. After arguing about policies. <laughs> after arguing about policies and... Hey, here comes little Johnny. He got what he want from his mom. All of a sudden just spoil the kid. This is only going to lead up to something worse in this behavior. You're only encouraging it. We've heard it from the Cavs. We've heard it from the Celtics. Yeah. Now with the Nets. Do you even see this gonna, like, going to like a positive light it's with Kyrie? It's so
2: funny you say that, because what I was thinking about too, when you made the comparisons to like Curry and I was saying earlier, Duncan, how most players seem to get along with those guys, it feels like with all three of Harden, KD, and Kyrie, on some level there's some insecurities among themselves. Mm-hmm. Because if you're looking at it from mm-hmm. a pure basketball fit and talent standpoint, KD never would have left Golden State. That's pretty much acknowledged across the board. He did not leave Golden State for basketball reasons. Because if he stayed there, the way the talent flourished on the court, they would have won 65, 70 games every year until those guys got into the 13th. Great right? point. Great. Katie had something else Great there. point. Harden has had multiple stars he didn't get along with. Dwight Howard, when he was at his peak, which obviously Dwight Howard's not the easiest guy to get along with. Chris Paul was there with him. That blew up quickly. Westbrook, like, clearly... Mm-hmm. Harden has his own particular way he wants to play. Not everyone gets along with that. Kyrie, obviously, you just went through. He didn't want to play with LeBron. So these guys are all there. Maybe the basketball fit there will work. And the few games they played last year together, it did. But they ended up there for reasons other than basketball-based reasons. Their path so, got them there that way. Yeah.
0: The... The main question, the main takeaway from this, is that the Nets, the Nets right now, they're twenty-one and nine. They're at top of the Eastern Conference, with Kyrie only being a part-time
1: player. The can they win a championship? I, I am going to say yes, but it's going to be unprecedented because we've never seen a heavy offensive team win a championship that lacked defense.
2: I'm going to agree in just that the, the offensive talent is so overwhelming that if they can just keep it together and stay healthy in the playoffs, I th- that camouflages everything else in this case because the, that pure basketball talent that's on the court is unprecedented.
0: You know, I'm, I'm going to agree with you guys. I, I really do think that oh, I'm going to agree with JJ with saying that they can win a championship and it is going to be unprecedented. Um, but surprisingly, they're actually a little better on defense this year than they were last year. I mean, I guess, I guess that's not surprising considering that last year they were a complete tire fire on defense and they just completely relied on their superstars offensively. But this year on defense, right now, quarter way into the season, they're actually fifth defensively. Shocking. Super duper shocking. I did not realize that until I actually looked at the numbers here. Um, they're behind the Warriors, Cavs, Suns, Clippers, and then there's the Nets. Hold up, Hockey fans. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, has a no-brainer offer that'll make you a winner once any shot gets past the goalie. New customers can bet just $1 on any NHL game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a goal. The NHL got rid of its ties in 2005, so you know someone's going to light the lamp. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, use promo code TBPN, throw down $1 on any NHL game, and win 100 in free bets if either team scores a goal. That's promo code TBPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL must be 21 or older new jersey indiana or pennsylvania only new customers only minimum five dollar deposit and one dollar wager required one per customer restriction supply see draftkings.com sportsbook for details gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER Anyway, I'm going to move us on to the next topic here. COVID outbreaks are occurring all over the NBA. 70 players are currently in the NBA's uh, COVID-19 safety protocols, including Kevin Durant, James Harden, Kyrie Irving, and Trey Young. Seven games have been postponed thus far, including the Pelicans at Sixers, Cavs at Hawks, Nuggets at Nets. The list goes on. Um,
1: What do you guys think of
0: COVID sort of hitting the NBA like this?
1: It's pretty sad to see. We don't want to see any delayed games. We have people who invested their money in watching these players. Not everyone could afford those seats number 1. But number 2, you have to be safe as well. And I guess I don't want to I don't want to get into politics, but will postponing the season really benefit anybody? Like think about it when we first hit the pandemic, they paused the NBA season. They paused the economy. Yeah. I don't know if that really, if that's really going to help. I think what they need to do, and we're probably going to go more in depth in this, is just put your head down. Try to see what happens and adjust the rules where you're going to have to send more two way players and try to provide an incentive for the unvaccinated players right now to get vaccinated. Yeah,
0: I'm going to touch up on what JJ just said. Shams actually reported that NBA teams will now require, um, people to sign one replacement player when they have two positive tests on their roster for three positive tests, two replacements, uh, and for four positive tests, you know, the list, the list goes on. Basically, basically per positive tests, you are required to sign a replacement to the keep these games going on schedule. Um, Sammy, did you have a comment on this?
2: Yeah, I uh, I think what's going to end up happening is a lot of times major professional sports leagues end up following each other, right? I think we can all agree on that. What, I mean, right. the entire sports world shut down the beginning of this because the NBA actually took that first step. Right after they did it, the NHL did it. NFL happened to be in the offseason mm-hmm. at the time. But the NHL followed suit. Major League Baseball never really got off the ground for many months after that.
0: So, I'm, I'm going to argue with you a little bit. I think golf started it. But that was a little easier <laughs> or was i was i
2: wrong no you might be but honestly i don't pay enough attention to golf to know
0: oh no sorry sorry i, I was thinking of like bringing bringing sports back i think golf, golf was the first oh, thing oh sorry no back. i was thinking one anyway
2: my, my point on this is that the nfl actually just revised their own protocols And so what the NFL is now doing is they're ending regular tests, weekly testing of asymptomatic, fully vaccinated individuals. And what they're doing now is, I believe they're calling it targeted testing and then voluntary testing for those players who want to do it, depending on, you know, if they have anyone high risk in their household and things. And it seems like the reason for that is because based on the very initial data of the current variant without going too far down this rabbit hole, it seems like the symptoms tend to be a lot more mild. So this this is also in a weird out of sight, out of mind way going to keep more players on the field and on the court in this case. I wonder and I would imagine that the NBA might end up following suit if they see the data that fits them as well in this regard. So I think that's the direction this is gonna end up going for both leagues and what, is also being done in both leagues is unvaccinated players are still on very very strict protocols and that's not going to change so that motivation you were talking about to get these players vaccinated they're still going to be on daily testing i think virtual meetings in some cases like they're going to be kind of isolated with in certain ways and i think that's going to keep up Mm -hmm. and it's even going to be stretched out further in that way and i know with the nba They're now going one step further, where if players don't get the booster, they're going to be subject to more frequent testing as well. So the NBA is going to do their best to motivate these players that if they want to live on some level of normalcy, to take three shots, essentially. We'll we'll see where it goes. I mean, all of us are in the same boat. End of the day, all the medical aside, we hope everyone's healthy. We want to see these guys on the court playing without these delays. Hopefully we get there, but we'll see how these protocols continue to be adjusted. I don't think what we saw this week is gonna be the last one for sure. I definitely think we're gonna see another adjustment or two in the protocols in the next few weeks to a month.
0: So sort of like put a little spin on this whole situation, basically I, I laid the groundwork for basically a lot of G Leaguers, people who are you know free agents to get signed onto teams. And we're gonna do our own little version of the replacements here, 2021-2022 style. You know, since COVID has been taking, you know, hits on NBA rosters, players like IT are getting opportunities. And I just want to know from you guys, who would you like to see get called up from the G League, get signed as a free agent, or even come out of retirement uh, to enter, to to assist with...
2: These rosters. Well, just just give me a minute here to put on my big ball of brand shoes. Let's speak it into existence <laughs> and bring Leangelo to Charlotte <laughs> to join LaMelo.
0: I'm so happy you didn't say LaVar Ball.
2: LaVar <laughs> can be the new assistant coach. Apparently, uh, LaMelo doesn't need any advice from Michael Jordan anyway, because he's sure. been a while since he won a championship. Before it to LaVar. So if we're going for pure entertainment value, Let's get Lavar a nice courtside seat right next to his heiress, and let's get Leandro nice. out there with Lamella. <laughs> I love never it. Never last.
0: Love it. I never last. <laughs> what about you, JJ? All
1: right, my picks are picks for pure entertainment value, and I'm gonna give out give this these picks a special shout out to our boy John, who's not here on the pod today. <laughs> And my first pick is Jeremy Lin, Ooh. so that he could go have his resurrection in the NBA, but join the Lakers for perimeter shooting and make Melo feel feel awkward. As you've made Melo feel awkward <laughs> in at New York, New York. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And I want to add another player to that roster. Shout out to our boy, John again. And we we got to get Paul Pierce out of ESPN. <laughs> He's, He's already, out of ESPN. already out of ESPN. Because your mother is on fire. He needs to join the Lakers, join his hometown, which will give the great excuse for our boy, John, to buy his jersey and maybe the wheelchair to match. Oh, well I
0: like these picks, And you know what? I'm going to continue. I'm going to continue our shout out. John our our resident uh, Lake show co-host I have two it's gonna be the first one he's in the G League right now Lance Stevenson Lance Stevenson needs to be called Mm. up he was entertaining when he was in the league
2: make him dance Lance
0: (laughs) make him dance Lance (laughs) bring him back another one I want to bring back maybe even put them on the same team just have them shoot just a thousand threes I don't care JR Smith, bring him back, too, to have Lance and JR on the same Slowly team that would be pure day. entertainment. I think those two would be great together. Um, out of sort of like reflecting about teams or players that were called up, rather, who are some like notable players that have come out of either G League or just randomly free agency that you guys want to highlight?
2: Well, one of the first ones to ever come out was Birdman, Chris Anderson, 20 years ago. Yeah. And he obviously made his mark between Denver and, of course, Miami. And, you know, he did a great job in that Harlem Shake video Miami did a few years ago and, you know, contributed <laughs> on the court as well. So let, let's uh, let's give big ups to Chris Anderson.
1: Oh, my goodness. If we're going to go with uh, recency bias, you got to give a shout out to Gary Payton junior yeah second who's been balling up with the warriors one of the best plus minus in the league not just on the team but in the league and he was you know in the league for eight years and people have passed him up right system right coach right people are right players around him awesome opportunity dude
0: he's gonna get himself a fat contract is there anyone that you guys want to see come out of retirement Ah! to take a roster spot
2: I mean, I've always been partial to good shooting. I wouldn't mind Ray coming back and trying to unsuccessfully chase his record back down. Ray Allen, of course. <laughs> uh, but just shoot. Ooh, that's a good one, Shooting actually. lasts forever. So Ray could jump back on the court now as the ninth or 10th man, I'm sure. 10 minutes a game. Yeah. And just shoot it.
0: And JJ already like uh, shouted out Paul Pierce. I, I guess I'm just going to move on to the next topic here. Anthony Davis. His hurt. Again. MCL sprain. I wish I wish we could get John's take on this. What do you guys think of this?
2: Well, I'm glad for his sake that it wasn't More serious than it was he said after the fact that he thought it was really major cuz he heard something pop So I'm glad for him. It looks like it's gonna be a month a month and a half Obviously, we've kind of joked that it seems like he gets hurt every year Excuse uh, So me. I don't know if there's anything you can do conditioning-wise yeah. You know change that but in the interim the Lakers obviously as we've talked about have had a lot of issues this season they're still barely over 500 so adjusting in his absence when I look at their lineup and their composition to me the only thing that makes sense is to either go I'm thinking like 20 2015 Cavs I guess or the LeBron's version of the Cavs when he first came back or even going back to his initial tour with them or Dwight Howard's Orlando situation. So what I mean by that is, I would clear the paint, get as many shooters on the floor as possible, and stagger LeBron and Westbrook so that they're both one or the others on the court all the time, and just now open up the key and let Mr. them drive. Manager. I think that's what they have to do offensively at this point. They've they've clearly lost, you know, their post up presence. Dwight at this point in his career, and anyone else on that team basically, there's there's no post up game there. You have a lot of face-up shooters. You have, you know, Melo at this point is basically a shooter at this point in his career. You have Monk. You have those guys. I think you have to just go off of that and stay afloat. Defensively, they've already been a hot mess. I don't know how they're going to... I think they're going to be even worse defensively, obviously, without Davis there. But I think you're just going to have to outscore opponents and just open it up. And LeBron's going to, I can't imagine, play less than, what, 35, 36 minutes a game. To try and keep them afloat. So, of the options they have, I think that's the route they go. Or they should go.
0: Yeah, definitely uh, not a good recipe for for defense is less Anthony Davis and more Isaiah Thomas. That's going to cause some major problems.
1: JJ. You lose. It's just sad. You know, all jokes aside, we want Kyrie Irving to play. Whether you cheer for him or cheer against him same with Anthony Davis you want all squads fully healthy just because we're advocates of this game and I don't want to be those crazy Laker reddit followers but a lot of trade talks have been happening right when the injury happened and the part the the particular trade that comes up is Dame for Anthony Davis and I know we've had a lot of Dame talk But that's a perfect situation for both teams. You have AD and CJ, and you have LeBron with a shooter for once. Yeah. A prime shooter. And as a San Francisco 49er fan, this quote sticks with me, which is, the best ability is availability, right? And AD does not provide that to the Lakers with a window of having LeBron James, which you have to maximize right now.
0: Yeah, our. Do you yeah. guys agree
1: with that? I, I, don't know. I
0: agree with that 100%. And you know, we know that John agrees with that too. He's said on this podcast before that a championship for the Lakers is definitely predicated on whether or not Anthony Davis can stay healthy, and it's not looking like that. And there was big worries going into the season, just the way that Anthony Davis looked. I mean, we all see it. He's definitely looking more like a 5 than he is a 4. He's he's definitely put on some poundage and it's... Honestly, it's probably putting a lot of stress on his body. Um, They currently seat I think 7th. 7th in the West. They're 15 and 14? No, 16. 16 and 15. Right. Do you guys think that the Lakers can win a championship this year without Anthony Davis, yes or no?
2: No way. I actually... I'm at the point now where I don't think this team is currently... Com- the composition of this team as it is now with Davis back, I still don't think they can win a title. I think that defense is just... It's too big a hold. And it's not something that's going to get rectified with scheme there's too many defensive liabilities on that team and and the beginning of the year i picked the lakers to make the finals i can't see it anymore i just don't. so did i yeah i don't think it's there i mean it's the comparison that we just made earlier with the nets i think the nets have more pure offensive talent than the lakers do but both of them have bad defenses i know that brooklyn's rating is currently high i have a hunch that's going to balance out but with the lakers i just i can't see it with the roster composition so I'm, I'm off the yeah, finals bandwagon with them. I think at this point, that team's the second round out at best.
0: Yeah. JJ, do you have more to comment? Or just no? Uh,
1: it, it's hard for me to bet against LeBron, but this doesn't look promising, man. The Lakers always pull a trade out of their their whatever down there. Like the Paul Gasol trade. Yeah. I don't care what John says. That was a really bad trade for the Grizzlies back in the day. So to make it even, let's just do an 80 for Cody Zeller, straight up. (laughs) Make things even. And I think my two guys over here, Jun and Sammy would agree. I think it's even.
2: I mean, I throw a protected first rounder in there maybe and bounce it out. (laughs) True.
1: (laughs)
0: Definitely. the the Lakers would have to throw in that first round. That's what I was thinking.
1: <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that is it for our pod tonight. JJ, thanks for being on, man. Hey, happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Special shout out to our brother, John. We love you. Sammy, thanks for being on, man.
2: Thank you. Always a pleasure. John, we'll, we'll see you soon.
0: And I'm Rosa Panta. This is the Clinic All-MBA Podcast. Come find us wherever you get your podcasts.